What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business without spending any money on ads, a website, or a funnel. I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years. And in the last two and a half years, I've worked with over a thousand online coaches and a hundred of them have hit $10,000 a month. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is going on online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by a guest, which we don't have guests on the podcast very often other than my students. But today's special because I'm joined by a guest and his name is Chris Bellows. Chris, what's going on, bro? How are you? Good, man. Good. How are you doing? I loved having you on my show just like five minutes ago. I guess we finished up our conversation. Yeah, dude. I know. I love it. I'm doing super well. And I actually am super excited that you're here because you did something to me that has never been done before. Okay, so let's do some backstory. So Chris just invited me as a guest on his podcast. And I don't usually like I get a lot of invitations to be on people's podcasts. But the way that Chris reached out to me and the way that his virtual assistant connected with me was just like so authentic and so real. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. And I actually didn't know it was your virtual assistant that did it. But let's do a little bit of a backstory for the audience. You know, tell us a little bit about what you do. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, who you are, and then we can kind of chat about your progression to getting to a million podcast downloads. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, the quick version is I did everything I thought I was supposed to do, you know, went to college. Well, I went to this like Jesuit high school, college prep school, went to college, uh, Texas A&M in Texas. And I would just go through the motions, you know, I got a day job, worked in oil and gas. I thought that was my dream career. And three and a half years in, I'm like, is it just me? Like, do people actually like coming here. I don't like what I do every single day. And I started to read books, you know, self-development, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Four Hour Work Week, like listening to podcasts about startups and business and, you know, mindset. And it got me thinking like, you know, I got to get outside of this cubicle. I got to go create my own path and my own future because my my life is in my control, right? It's in my hands, my destiny. We talked about this on my show as well. You have the power to change your life if you just decide and take action. And so for me, that meant quitting that job, pursuing my own thing, starting a podcast, getting into the real estate business. So right now I'm like a real estate expert as well as a podcaster and just passed a million overall downloads this year. So hopefully that kind of gives a little bit of background. I did not know what I wanted to do. And still sometimes I'm like, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to do coaching? I'm figuring it out a little bit every day, but part of that is creating a vision and taking daily action, right? So Mm. here I am with you today and we can talk about anything you want, man. Feel free to ask any questions. Yeah. So I'm super excited. So for those of you guys that are in my audience right now, we're actually learning about podcasting in the 10K Mastermind. It's podcast month for the 10K Mastermind. And so by the way, you guys, my goal is to get to a million podcast downloads. So if you're a fan of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast, homie over here has got something that I want and I'm super excited about it. Now, I want to know for you, Chris, like when you started podcasting, like what was your initial inspiration to, you know, get behind the mic and start delivering a message? Like, was it like you had something you wanted to say? Did you think it was a good business move? Like, why do you start podcasting in the first place? That's a great question. I think I'd have to give credit. I believe it's been a while since I listened to that show because I started my show in 2017 in October, but I believe it was that startup podcast by Gimlet Media, if you've ever heard it. And it's literally, it's like a so meta. It's a startup about starting a startup or it's a podcast about starting a podcast or something like that. Yeah. And he's literally interviewing people, sharing clips, talking to his wife and putting the stuff in the episodes. And I believe it was that show where one of the episodes was called Just Hit Record. 
And mm. it was just the simplicity of how easy it is to hit record and share something that you would have probably already had that conversation with a friend. Why mm. not just record that and share it with others and start to create content? It was just that simple idea of just hit record, how easy it is. And the fact that I was also listening to other podcasts where I'm like, I could speak better than this dude. I, I got more stuff to say than that person, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. no offense to those earlier podcasts, but that was my motivation to get started and to start to find my voice and develop my message. And here I am over 300 episodes later, you know, I've made some really cool connections, including the one, the conversation we're having right now on top of so many others, right? I, I have legitimate friends I've never met all because of this podcast. Dude, that's so cool. That's so freaking cool. I'm curious. So you started podcasting. Did you have a business when you started podcasting or were you just doing it for the sake of sharing a message? Great question as well. So I was documenting the journey. I had an idea. I was trying something. I put like- What were you trying at first? I was I put like 40 grand into this invention idea. It was actually like a supplement holder product. It looked like a shaker bottle, but it had different compartments. And I quickly realized that, you know, it's very difficult to manufacture, not only difficult, but expensive to come up with the patent, the intellectual property. So I was out 40 grand, you know, me, partner and I, before we even had like a real prototype sitting in front of us. And then we realized like, hey, dude, I just burned through all my money that I had saved up from oil and gas and there's no real light at the end of the tunnel right now. It may be easier to go like a digital route. So I was just documenting the, the journey. I didn't really have a business at that mm. time. And I was just sharing, hey, this is what happened. I tried this out. It didn't work. I'm starting this podcast. I'd love to talk to you about it. You know, thanks for listening to the five people out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It evolved yeah. over time, right? I wasn't even in real estate when I started. So great question. Okay, so you're a real estate expert. What kind of led you down the real estate path? Because this is a good lesson for anyone that's tuning in. Because I think that a big hesitation that people have when going after their goals, dreams, and ambitions is like, once I commit to the path, like that's the only path, right? Right. And so for you, you like committed to this path. And then at some point you realized that it wasn't the path and that you wanted to go somewhere different. And so how do you stumble upon real estate? Like where was the realization there? Yeah. So real estate, I'm sure a lot of people could resonate. So one of those things, you always hear it, like, you know, all these millionaires, 95% of the world's wealthy got that way through owning assets such as real estate, both residential and commercial. So I had that idea planted in my mind, but it always seems like something like I don't have the money for it, or I have to wait X amount of time until I can afford to buy and invest in real estate. It just always seemed out of reach. But then part of it was just, you know, my idea was not really working out. I really didn't have a great source of income and I wanted to reinvent myself. There was actually a little period in there where I kind of went back to an oil and gas job. Like I took a job again to afford some of the patent stuff and the intellectual fees. And I took it only because of the money. I actually did give into that. And I don't even tell everybody about it because it was only there for four months before I got fired for like working on my business during company yeah. time and growing yeah. the podcast. Like I'd leave for lunch to like read books and stuff. I was yeah. already checked out mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was the push that I needed where I was like, dude, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. I hate this. That's why I left in the first place. Yeah. I hate that I'm back. And that gave me the push to align myself with real estate mentors. I had been listening to podcasts and I found a local business and I'm like, hey, these two owners are like in their 30s, they're killing it. They're doing 10, 15 deals a month, making bank. And I want to get into their network. We talked about it on my show, The Power of Mentorship. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did this paid mentorship in a way where I'm like, hey, I am willing to put my tail between my legs and take a, a job here to learn yeah. while I get my feet wet before I go out on my own. And it was like yeah. minimal pay, right? Commission-based and like a low base that, that, that got taken away. But the yeah. value was in the education and the relationship. So that's yeah. how I got my foot from real estate. I was kind of like hesitant. And then I finally put 
my foot all the way in, right? I was like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. I finally committed and said, I'm going to become an expert in this thing. And in 2018 is when I made that decision and I haven't looked back. Dude, and I want to, I want to touch on that for a second because anybody that's listening to this podcast episode right now needs to understand that like, and I've talked about this in a lot of podcasts, is like, if you want to succeed and right now you're struggling, like you need to invest in being in the right rooms. And it was the same thing for me, bro. Like there has been many times in my life where I've plateaued. And the thing that got me over the plateau was investing. In, and that's even how my company right now, Pizza Domination started, is I had all the knowledge on how to build you know, a successful online fitness business, but I didn't know how to market that knowledge to personal trainers because I just right. built my successful fitness business. So I had to pay a mentor to teach me. And then through that mentorship, I learned how to start marketing myself to personal trainers. And so it's really, I know we talked about this in your podcast too, but it's so important. It's really important to to invest in being in the right room. So I want to go back to your the growth of your podcast because it's like remarkable. You know, four years you've had your podcast. You know, your three hundred episodes, over a million downloads. What did the growth of your podcast look like? Like, are you like, did you do start doing two episodes a week for a long time? Like, was it one episode a week? Like, talk to me a little bit about your strategy and your game plan with your podcast in terms of growth and and reach. Yeah, so it started off like most things do, right? I mean, you kind of start something, you try it out, you stick with it long enough, and then you look back and you we talked about on my show, I logged in one day and I'm like, holy crap, I passed a million downloads. Let me take a snapshot and update my social media and like maybe update my LinkedIn saying like 1 million plus downloads. I kind of had that little flex where I'm like, okay, cool. This is actually something. I'm not just that imposter syndrome. Oh, I have five episodes. Like I actually am committed to this thing. But when I first started off, I didn't really know what I was doing. I remember the first post I put on LinkedIn that said, I'm starting a podcast. Like it was a little blog post on my WordPress site. And I started doing one a week and literally I had seasons. You know, I, I still didn't even know the form that I wanted to do. And so yeah. I had like a season about CEOs. And then the second season was, you know, my favorite books and their takeaways. And I would pretty much summarize a book. And it was a lot of preparation in terms of coming up with notes. And I was kind of reading off of it. I got a couple of reviews, you know, like, hey, bro, I like what you're trying to do, but it sounds like you're reading. This isn't an audio book. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that's really good feedback. <laughs> I need to bring more fire and genuine, you know, emotion to the show, which means yeah. I got to stop reading off of notes. Yeah. And so I evolved every single episode. I think it was about a year or two in that I started doing two a week mm-hmm. because I heard that was a quick way. Obviously, people love to binge stuff, whether it's Netflix or podcasts. Yeah. So if you have more episodes, you're going to get more downloads if you have good stuff to say. Yes. And so upping to two a week helped grow my podcast significantly, as well as doing a lot of podcast swaps. You know, what, we, what we're doing today, you on my show, me on your show, exposure to new audiences, because mm-hmm. that's where you can capture new listeners. They're already listening to podcasts. Yeah. If you have something that they love and that they resonate with, they're going to come listen to yours as well. Dude. And so this is like, selfishly, I'm super excited for this because I want to learn how to do this. And I also love giving value. So I know that there's going to be a lot of people in my podcast audience that get some value from this. So sweet. You are really good at getting on people's shows and getting people on your shows. And I'm super curious what your process looks like because you didn't even... It wasn't even you that reached out to me. It was, <laughs> I was probably assistant. in a hot tub somewhere chilling. You were in a hot tub somewhere and your assistant booked a freaking podcast with me. And I thought She's that crazy, was, man. when awesome. you told me that, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. So walk me through your pot process on getting on podcasts, because I know that there's some people that are listening to this right now that would love to get on a podcast to get exposure to new audiences. Yeah. So I was so blown away that you love that so much because now it's just part of my process. But like you talked about earlier, there was a point where I did everything. I was recording the podcast and coming up with the notes and I was editing it and creating a little YouTube Canva thumbnail. And it would take forever to create just a 15 minute episode. 
But slowly, I would remove myself from what I was doing and work on the business and not just in it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to put that job post on Upwork, you know, find that virtual assistant based in the Philippines, uh, who I've now worked with for probably a year or two at this point. G-Bell is who reached out to you. Yeah. She's awesome. It is awesome. And so it turned out from me DMing people or being like, hey, I have this podcast. Would you be interested in being a guest? I'll send you the link. What's your email? To now having systems in place where it's like, I don't have to get your email or anything. There's a Calendly link that I can just send you. And I don't even have to do it anymore because I have an assistant who sends emails out to people. And the way that she pitches it, because someone did this to me, that's how I learned, right? Like it's almost like you happen yeah. upon it. So yeah. um, this guy named Zach Babcock, I think he has uh, the Underdog Empowerment Podcast. I know. I yep. I know, you know Zach, Zach right? Yeah. That guy on Facebook. Yeah. I know exactly. Dude, yes. About. He's got a big beard, like a bunch yeah. of tattoos, like really cool dude. And we were on each other's show, but his email to me was so simple that I'm like, okay, I got to reply to this guy. Usually it's this long templated yeah. pitch that seems fake. Yep. It's like so-and-so's done six figures and seven figure yeah. months. And yep. you're like, dude, yep. this is definitely an agency. Like I'm not going to yep. reach out to them. I don't care if this person's like Elon Musk, like yep. just because of the the way it was pitched, I don't like it. Versus I feel the same fucking right? way. Yep. You're like, dude, this, this shit looks fake. Like, like I'm going to click on it and someone's going to steal all my credit card information. <laughs> yep. 100%. Versus him, he sent me an email. I mean, it might've been an assistant. I don't even know. And it was like one or two sentences like, Hey man, I saw you got a pretty cool podcast. You know, I got one about this. It would be cool to do a podcast swap. Would you be down? And I'm like, let me look into him. Okay. He's legit. He does have this show. Sure. Let me take a call. And we, we did the podcast. And I noticed mm. that that short straight to the point, it's, it's like the reciprocity thing, right? There's value exchange. He's offering to have me on his show and he would love to be on my show. And it seemed like a great fit. It's not like this other thing of like, dude, let me go on your show. I have this awesome book to sell. Mm. You're like, dude, who the hell are you? Like, get out of here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when there's value exchange and there's that reciprocity, it's almost like, why would I say no to this? There's value to me getting exposure to your audience and you getting exposure to mine. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. I feel, I love that mentality because I feel like a lot of people when the reason I always pretty much always say no to people on my podcast is because like, I have a really good relationship with my audience. Like I don't like, I literally go live five times a week and just deliver them value. I don't like sell them shit very often. Like I just, exactly. I just don't. And so I know that like most people, when they come on, they're like, the reason they're messaging me to get on my show is because they want to sell my audience some shit. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like I know why you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like the way that you approach it and your mentality is very cool. It's like, I've got value. You've got value. Let's exchange. Dude. And I love it. And it's the best way to grow your audience, in my opinion, because it's better than a Facebook post or an advertisement where you're like, Hey, stop scrolling through Facebook and go listen to my one hour podcast. You know, mm. people aren't going to really do that because it's almost like advertising on there in general. They're scrolling they're at the grocery store. They're walking around mm -hmm. versus if you're already listening, if your audience is listening to you talk for 30 minutes or an hour on a certain topic and they already listen to the full thing. And now you bring on a guest that also resonates with them that maybe has a little bit 
different stuff to say, but like similar mindsets. Yeah. That's the best way to attract more people because now they may listen to your show. They may come listen to a couple of mine. They're like, cool, I'm going to subscribe to Chris's as well. And now yeah. we are both kind of these virtual mentors in a way where you have totally different business. It's not even like we're competing, right? I'm in real mm. estate. You're in the fitness and coaching space. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of synergies there where we can not only learn from each other's businesses, but also teach our audiences a lot of really cool stuff. Dude, I love it. I love this. Love the mentality. It's so cool. So let's go back to, is it Jabelle? How do I say your name? Yeah, her name's Gina Bell, but she goes by like G-Bell. I don't know. It's like a nickname. Okay, G-Bell. I love it. So G-Bell, because I'm super curious. I'm like very technical. How does she find the people that she wants to send out messages to? Does she like find their podcast and then go to their Instagram profile? Like what is her process in terms of like finding people to get on shows? Dude, so this may be a testament to how much I delegate, but I read this book called Who Not How and I found her. She's the who. And I don't even know the how. Like, I don't even know how she does it. I really don't. Now that you're asking me, I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. I should ask her that. And, that's and, hilarious. I'll DM you after this. Like, I'm going to ask her, be like, how do you find all these guests and their information? I know that she has looked up shows and she's got so many emails going out. Like, I could go to my inbox and literally show you. She probably sent emails today, yesterday, the day before. Cool. And, you know, some people are like, hey, this isn't a good fit, or I'm actually not taking on guests right now, but I'd love to be on your show if Chris is open to that. So, a lot of these little conversations happen. And the only thing I really see is when it pops up on my calendar and someone says yes and accepts it. But I would imagine that she does her research. She looks at their show. I've got a little bit of criteria that I kind of gave her because, you know, there's so many podcasts that don't last for very long. So I want to focus on the people who have like 50 plus episodes. They've been around. They're going to stay around Mm. because that allows me to connect with the people who are really serious about this. Instead of someone who's going to do three episodes quit, and then I just spend all this time, you know, having them on my show, going on their show, and they're not even releasing anything after episode five. So I don't know if that answers the question exactly, but yeah. she does do a little bit of reconnaissance or recon work of like, yeah, the podcast downloads do they have? Episodes? How many reviews? Does this look legit, or do they have a bunch of like fake looking reviews in Apple Podcasts? Right? Yeah, dude. So I I love this, and now my audience is like super curious. So she's like, they're like, okay, so we don't know the system, but you said the who, not the how. Now when you were making your host on. Upwork where you just like, I'm looking for somebody to help me grow my audience? Or was it like, I'm just looking for a virtual assistant? Like what was like, what did that look like? Dude, it's funny. Like I'm going to see if I can log in real quick while we're talking because I would, I hadn't logged into Upwork in a while, but I am looking for a new person. So let me see. I'm looking for someone who can help me create, you know, Instagram reels and TikTok videos, like with footage I already have. Yeah. So let me see. This is good. So for those of you guys, while Chris is finding this information, this is a really good lesson on delegation because um, as you grow your business. I talked about my previous podcast episode. As you grow your business, like you really get to a point where you're bottleneck based on the amount of time that you have because you can't grow beyond like you, you only have a certain amount of time in the day. So you really need to start delegating out tasks that like can be delegated. And so what Upwork is for everybody that's kind of tuning in is Upwork is a website that you can hire freelancers from. So Upwork, Fiverr is another option as well. Fiverr is more of like a one-time job offer as in like you've got a project that you need done. But Upwork is a place where you literally can hire like a uh, you know, a full-time employee from. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, for sure. And sorry, it's it's still loading, but let me see. Am I laggy at all? Can you hear me okay? No, you're good, bro. I can hear you loud and clear. Sweet, sweet. So I just put a new post yesterday. So I was logging in, but literally, okay, she replied to my proposal July, 2020. So not, not even a full year yet. I thought we cool. had worked together longer, but literally her thing on my job post, she replied and said, hey, Chris, I'd love to be your personal assistant slash VA for my skills and qualifications. Kindly review my profile. She had a proposal on how much she would like to 
to work. And I said, okay, sure. Here's a quick link. If you can schedule a time for us to do a call, I just wanted to do a quick video face to face to make sure yeah. does she show up on time? Does she communicate yeah. clearly and effectively? Yeah. Yeah. And dude, the rest is history. She's been amazing to work with, you know, very reasonable rates based in the Philippines. And she handles everything. She's even, she's even ordered shirts for me and like designed a logo. So I can like, mm. I'm not wearing it now, but like Chris Bella real estate, she'll order it, ship it to my house, add it to the bill that I pay her monthly. Mm. So in terms of the lesson in delegation, I joke with people that my assistants and my team, they do like 95% of my job after I talk with my client or do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Like, I hand it off and my team takes care of the rest, including podcast bookings. Crazy. That's so cool. Okay. So for somebody that's looking to get into delegation, you know, because there might be now we've got, you know, a lot of people, you know, they got their interest peaked for somebody that's looking to get into delegation and start the process like you did, like, what would you say are the first one, two, three steps? If I wanted to start delegating out some of the work that I'm doing, dude. So I heard this on a podcast and it got me started. It's almost like start before you're ready. Even with my podcast, right? I didn't know what the hell I was doing or I didn't have a mic. I was recording it with like my headphones or whatever, my phone. Yeah. I just started and figured things out along the way, but a podcast almost gave me permission. So I kind of want to do that for your audience. Mm. Get a virtual assistant that charges five or 10 bucks an hour based in, you know, the Philippines or like Costa Rica. You can find an amazing person who's fluent in your language that is willing to work, very hardworking, and they're going to stick around for the long term. It's sometimes hard to find friends, family, or even like domestic people who want to deal with this kind of stuff. Like sometimes it's like too mundane for them or they're like bored and they leave two months later versus sticking by your side. So I would recommend everyone listening, find a virtual assistant, even though you may not know what the hell they're going to do for you. I was like that. I was like, hey, I need someone to schedule massages and haircuts for me to save me (laughs) 10 minutes a week. Like that's just literally what I told her. I was like, I'm not sure what I want you to do. And here we are talking because she's evolved from that to like my podcast manager. She's booking guests. She's getting me on shows. She's creating t-shirts for me. She's even doing real estate research and stuff for me, just depending on these one-off tasks. I put it in Asana. That's another app. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's like a project management tool, A-S-A-N-A.com. Yeah. Anytime I have an idea, I literally drop it in there, tag her and put like low, medium or high priority and it gets done. Dude, you know what's cool? That's how I hired my first virtual assistant too. Right? You just picked somebody? Yeah. I remember I hired her. So I've got a girl named Britsy that works in my business. And she literally pretty much like, she's like one of the main operation people in my business. Like she does everything, like everything, Absolutely. everything. And she started out as my virtual assistant, just helping me, you know, my Instagram engagement, whatever. And then it evolved. And then she became the leader of my virtual assistant team. And then she became like my right hand person. And now she like helps me run the business. And it's like, it started with just like one task. I was like, I just needed to do, you know, one thing. Same with my auntie. So my auntie, is one of my best virtual assistants. And it started out because I had my entire course in Teachable and I needed to move it to a different platform. So I literally hired her. I'm like, I need you to download all these videos and put it in this course and let me know when it's done. And then she (laughs) messaged me a day later. She's like, it's done. I'm like, okay, cool. Like now I need you to do X, Y, Z thing. And then I'm like, now I need you to, and it's just like, I just started delegating out things that I didn't want to do anymore. And that's how I hired my first guest. So that's super cool that that's how you did it too, because it almost gives people permission to just fucking start. Exactly. In the book that I wish I had read years ago, and I don't know, it might've just come out recently is who not how because I had read the four hour work week and that got me started on the idea of virtual assistants. You know, I read that one years ago, but I just read who not how this year. And I'm like, dude, that is a really good like change your thinking. Anytime you were about to do something, instead of asking yourself how, how creates a problem. Like, okay, I want to create a website. How do I create a website? Oh, I don't know. Like, let me put it on my whiteboard along with the other 10 hows versus who can do this for me creates a solution mm. where I'm like, I don't need to know how. Like I don't even know how how she found your email or your contact info, right? Mm. I delegated it so much where like it's one less detail that I need to worry about so I can focus on the highest level stuff like bringing the best value for your 
your audience here today, right? Not like, oh my gosh, what's this email? What does this calendar look like? No, she got all that done. Calendly also automating these, the calendar piece. That way we show up here, we deliver our best value and we're not worried about all these little details, right? Dude, you know what's so funny is, I'll be honest, like I'm learning from you right now because I'm such a control freak that I felt like, you know, in order for, because I'm like, I want to hire somebody to do what you're doing for my podcast. I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking cool. But I'm like such a control freak that I'm like, before I hire them though, I need to figure out the system and the blueprint and the strategy and the step-by-step. But it's like, you know, I need to have a base level idea of what I want to do. And I feel like we've done that with this podcast. Exactly. And then I need to take immediate and fast action. And by the way, you guys, like this is me making a commitment. I am going to take immediate and fast action. And my goal is to wait. have one, one new guest on my podcast a week. That's like outside of my audience. Cause I want to like, I want to grow the podcast and I want to be able to give more value to my audience. And I feel like, by the way, if you're tuning into the change lives, make money on the trainer podcast, who here has gotten value from Chris so far? There's like, they're <laughs> me for sure. Always going to be something that you can learn from somebody else, you know, just I like getting it. them in your podcast. So it's so cool. Dude, that's been my biggest strategy too. Cause before I was doing a lot of solo episodes, I know you said you don't really have guests on your show quite like very often, yeah. but that was like my hack because I'm literally talking to two or three multimillionaires a week sometimes, and they're sharing their best nuggets. I'm, I'm almost getting those eureka moments. Every time I'm on this call, I have a nugget. It's like going to a conference, you know, like a Tony Robbins, like mastery event. Yeah. Every time I have a podcast call, whereas my competition, most people who don't have shows, they're learning and maybe they're reading a book. They read 10 pages today. Yeah, so did I. But I also talked to two millionaires mm-hmm. and I learned two things that took them 10 years to figure out that, yeah, they're going to learn it if they listen to my podcast, but I'm learning it for myself because I'm having the conversation and I get to ask questions that I'm selfishly struggling with, right? Dude, like, that's you're asking cool. My podcast, right? You're like, dude, I can literally talk to this guy who has over a million downloads, and I'm gonna find someone to start managing my email and booking guests for me and talking to one person a week, right? So you're setting these goals for yourself based on what we're talking about right now. Whereas maybe if you talk to someone who didn't have a podcast, they may not know what to tell you because they're like, Oh, I don't know, I've never done it before, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Dude, I was gonna say like a couple quick, like actionable steps for everyone who has a podcast or wants to create one. If you offer, like, this is my system. First, I have an assistant who manages that entire email. It's like, you know my booking assistant email address. So it comes from her. It says her name and the signature. The second thing, just copy that template, like the email that you got, like pretty Mm -hmm. much use that plug and play. Hey, I'm the host of this show. These are my credentials. I'd love to do a podcast swap because that's value. Like who would say no to that? You're another person killing it. And if it makes sense, they're going to definitely say yes to that. And then if you can have third, like an automation tool, like Calendly, Mm -hmm. be like, here's my link. Just schedule a time. There you go. Dude, I love it so much. That's so cool. So cool. Okay. So for anybody, now I want to give a challenge regarding delegation before we wrap a podcast because I feel like there's been a ton of value dropped in this podcast and there's a lot of things that I feel like could be actioned on for my audience and my online trainers. I want you to give kind of maybe like a little bit of a mini challenge in regards to delegation for any of the online trainers that are listening to this that might be doing everything on their own. I love that. So my mini challenge would be, you know, put a post up in a site like Upwork and interview at least two or three people, like just a 10 minute Zoom call. That's all it takes. And if you have the free version of Calendly, you can integrate that with Zoom and literally send the link for them to schedule the call. And like maybe two of them are going to be camera shy. They're not going to show up. And one's going to show up like G-Bell did for me and like knock it out of the park. And you're going to mm-hmm. end up hiring them on, let them know up front, you know, I may only have three hours of work a week for you. Yeah. And literally just try to delegate, like come up with ideas. Like what are the things that I do every day that I'm like, why the hell am I still doing this? Yeah. Get rid of one or two of those things. And you're going to be like, dude, I, I bought myself five hours a week of this one thing I keep doing manually that now she can do for me or he can do for me. And it's literally like, 
like five or ten dollars an hour. Would you not trade like a hundred dollars a month to get ten hours of your time back? I feel like yes. anybody would make that trade any day of the week, right? Yes. Dude, I love that. So again, just to repeat the challenge, you know, put that post up, interview two or three people, pull the trigger on one of them and just give them a task. Worst case scenario, you you send them 20 or 30 bucks. You pay them for a job that was poorly done and you go find someone else. Boom. Guys, that's it. That's a wrap. I love it. By the way, somebody just commented and said that great collab. I follow you both. That's a cool thing. I (laughs) love that. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. All right, bro. So Chris, my man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can my audience find out more about you if they want to follow you and kind of like figure out more about your world? For sure. I appreciate that. So my podcast is called Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast. Our episode with you on there is going to be dropping very soon. I'm also most active on Instagram. Chris Bello underscore is my handle. And you can also go to chrisbello.com. So happy to interact, help anybody however I can. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know like what to sell people. I'm just here to add value. And if someone wants to work with me in real estate, I kind of help with that on the side. You know, I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do when I grow up type thing. I love it. Podcast is super good. You guys highly recommend checking out. It's the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast. He does have a top 50 business podcast. He's got a million downloads. This guy is an absolute legend. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today, brother. I appreciate you. Dude, I really appreciate it, Brian. I really enjoyed it. Hope you have the best day of your entire life. And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. 